This episode of Ho Yeah Podcast is brought to you by some very special new Patreons. We would like to give a special shout out to Gabriel A. Another special shout out to Kendall Z. Always coming at the end of the alphabet (laughs) in every roll call. (laughs) And Amy, you're not going to believe this, but we've got another yearly We're going to say their name in perfect harmony. You go low, I go high. <laughs> okay. Welcome. Adam C. Let me see that Tootsie Roll. Bum, bum, blink, ding, bling. Ding, 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 away from Jackie and we are the sexual tension is out of control we're making eye contact (laughs) nose to nose (laughs) we're both leaning into the microphone we're so close I can smell her breath it's awful and I love it I can smell her cat and it's amazing (laughs) so here we are together forever yeah, so, uh, Jackie, we haven't recorded in quite some time because I told Jackie that if I didn't get a break while I was moving, then I would delete the entire podcast. I would get rid of it completely. It would be gone forever. Yeah. And she said, do it. Yeah, I was like, you think I give a shit? <laughs> do it. She said, I wish you would. I wish you would. And she called my bluff and I said, all right, fine. And she, but I need a break. <laughs> <laughs> so we yes we uh uh put i mean moving takes so much time oh and then starting a new job takes so much time oh so apologies that it's been a little bit of a minute but 
it's just so nice to it's so nice to have you here. Welcome. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. And moving is terrible, and I suggest that nobody does it. It was brutal. And Jackie, I was thinking about this the other day, and I thought about how many times you have moved across the country. Yeah. So many times. And this is, I've moved once out of my hometown to Gainesville, and then now one more time to Durham, North Carolina, which is, you know, a couple states away. So a little bit of a trek. And it felt like I was being beaten up every single day. Like I was just getting into a fist fight all day long. It's awful, especially if you're moving from the West Coast to the East Coast, because the entire drive just gets, it starts out spectacular and gets progressively worse. And then by the time you're in Ohio, you're like, I hate this country. (laughs) America the beautiful, my dick. (laughs) Sorry, Ohio, I'm calling you out. Look nicer. Oh yeah, says fuck Fuck you you. to Ohio. I saw you, I saw enough of you along the highway, (laughs) and I don't care for it, just kidding. I'm sure it's a beautiful state. I'm sure, I mean, it has, uh, what, like, some great, is it, it's near the Great Lakes, right? No. I have no clue. Mm. I'm very bad with geography. All right, sorry, secrets (laughs) out, we don't know anything about Ohio. (laughs) If you're from Ohio, send us some highlights, and we will highlight them on the next episode. Would love to. Would love to. I Pro- dare you. Yeah, prove, <laughs> prove us, it. Prove us wrong, Ohio. Ohio. <laughs> uh, if it sounds like we're in an echo chamber, it's because we are. We are in my bedroom, and I have almost nothing in it uh, because I moved from a tiny, tiny, basically studio apartment to a much larger apartment. So I just don't have enough stuff to fill this place out. So I need to get like ten rugs, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. I was hoping that your cat would absorb most of the echo, but no, she's thick, but she's not thick enough. Not thick enough. She's she's doing what she can. <sighs> well, speaking of cats, I don't want to get into it, but yeah, remember Butley? I'll never forget. Well, I don't want to get into it, but Butley is no longer with us. But that sounds like he died. No, he did not die. He's okay. still alive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had him for about a month, and then one day. A little flyer showed up in our mailbox and it just said, have you seen this cat? And it was friggin' Butley. It was friggin' Butley. It was undeniable. It was him on this poster. <sighs> but, okay, but in Jackie's defense, she took Butley to the vet mm-hmm. and he didn't have a microchip. There was no evidence that he was any, anything other than a stray. Yeah. So that happened and it was tragic. It was, it was sad, but... It was really, I mean, it was, I can't imagine losing a pet. And I had him for at least a month. And <laughs> losing a pet and like a month later, you just assume the worst. And then to, right. it was just nice to be able to reunite these people with their, with their pet. And they were just so nice about it. And apparently it's not the first time that another family tried to adopt him. But, okay, I'm not going to get into that. But... Uh... I will say that I did ask Jackie and Will, and I said, so are you going to give him back? (laughs) Because you're well within your rights to keep him. (laughs) To be honest, I was, there was a part of me that was relieved because he was a really awesome, sweet cat, but he so clearly did not want to be an indoor cat. And we were trying to make him one. And I just felt so guilty. Like, what am am I going to do? I can't set this 
cat free into the wild still recovering, but he can't be an outdoor cat because he could give my cat cat leukemia or something. Yeah, rabies. Who yeah, knows? who knows? Uh, so it kind of was nice to have that burden taking, taken off of me. But we did end up getting a kitten. Yes. And that's great. Uh, we're trying to come up with names. So if anyone has cool cat names that they want to share, please email us at hello at hoiapod.com. Yes. Or message us. Um, taking suggestions. Yeah, and if you if you suggest a really good name, we will I don't know, give you a shout out. I'll make your name his middle name. Oh, God, that's good. Yeah. That's a good one. It's a good one. Perfect. Yeah, Harriet's middle name is RuPaul. Wonderful. So it's it's middle names are reserved for very important people. Mm-hmm. It's true. True. So with all that said, I mean, my goodness, I feel like we have so much to talk about, like to talk to people about, and I miss you all. I've missed you. Miss you. Miss you. <laughs> miss you. Getting that rank breath all over my microphone. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you can try to blame this stink on me. It's not going to work. You don't want to know where that's been. <laughs> You use the same mic for your fart podcast. <laughs> Stop telling everyone. Uh, it's supposed to be anonymous. Oh, <laughs> uh, anywho. So I'm excited to do a new episode. It feels weird. I feel like I haven't done this in so long. I know I say this every single time when we have like a little bit of a break, but it feels like the first time again. Yeah. And we've never been in the same room that's true that's true well the last time was maybe with wes archer that's true and all we did was like squeeze each other's hands yes. and like and sweat. Just sweat we sweat, just sweat the whole time <laughs> <sighs> but yes here we are together at last and we're gonna do our very first episode in person mm-hmm. eventually i think we'll have this shit figured out where it doesn't sound like we're an echo in an echo chamber but i feel like i say that every single podcast like we're gonna get our audio perfect and it never is it's a mystery i mean we're doing our best but we don't know anything about audio and sometimes it sounds great and then sometimes i do sound like i'm in the middle of a gymnasium and i have i'm in the same room every time i don't know why every time i just want you you all to know that we are aware and we're (laughs) trying okay we're not making excuses i just you know we know and we're trying (laughs) so shut up lay off (laughs) all right everybody Today, we're talking about not in my back home. It is anywhere uh, else. <laughs> anywhere else. Wherever you where, My back home? Mm-mm. No. My front? All right. That's for my husband. <laughs> <laughs> That's for Jesus only. <laughs> All right. It's season four, episode eight. We're finally getting more into this season, and I'm really stoked because, man, each episode is just real fucking good. This season rules. It's really good. Oh, also, not to drag out the beginning of this podcast anymore, (laughs) but I'm so excited because I got my first COVID shot. Woo! Yay! I was so excited. I know. I almost missed it, too. I was just texting. I was making a placemat for (laughs) one of my uh, therapy sessions, and I was just getting really into it, and then Amy was texting me and she was just like oh did you get your COVID shot yet and I was just like oh no (laughs) and I ended up only being 10 minutes late thank god for you but I got it and it was lovely and how do you feel I feel fine because you got it yesterday right that's right yeah and she's doing great so everybody stop being a wiener yeah it's not a big deal it's NBD it's NBD 
It's NBD TBD. (laughs) FYI. (laughs) LOL. (laughs) (laughs) Beer. (laughs) Yeah. um, uh, Congratulations. It feels really good, right? Thanks. Yeah. You got some protection going on. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess they say it has to take like two weeks, but. Everyone made a big stink about it. Like, oh, it's going to hurt. It's like, you know, it might make your arm sore and have all these side effects. It was no different from any other shot I've ever gotten. And I'm terrified of shots. I often cry when I get them. Really? Yeah, I had to. I got bitten by a tick when I was younger. And I remember the treatment for that was like a bunch of doctors had to like hold me down and they gave me a bunch of shots. Oh! They made my mom leave the room so they wouldn't. She, I wouldn't like see inter- her or intervene. Yeah. Like, Get off my daughter. But they had to. I, I like got bitten by a tick with Lyme. And <gasps> so ever since then, every time I get a shot, I'm like, my mind and body are fine with this. But if I will start crying and I don't want you to like be alarmed. <laughs> it just happens. I bet. I bet they're used to that at this point. I'm right. Sure. Right. They have to be. So many people have phobias of needles and shots and all of that. Like it's it's got to be something that they're used to at this point yeah but i can tell you as someone with that kind of uncontrollable phobia it was easy peasy lemon squeezy right on see you hear that everyone go get it Mm -hmm. go get your shot should we get into shout outs amy or Um, yeah i think we maybe we uh we should we should do that we should get into them and get them popping because it's been a little while we got some shout outs don't we we really do we sure do Jackie, if you don't stop moving in that squeaky chair. I know, I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right, listen, you going first? Yes, I have a shout out. I've been making an effort to not do iTunes only. Yeah. Which is very hard for me, so mm-hmm. it does take a lot of effort. But I'm very pleased because, and sorry if I'm breathing heavy, my allergies, <laughs> my allergies are terrible uh, right now, and it makes me out of breath doing nothing but no, she's just hammered no i'm just kidding no i'm just so annoyed <sighs> <laughs> okay so i have a shout out this week my shout out goes to one of our patreon listeners named andy saint a but i wanted to shout andy out andy with an i you'll all remember um i wanted to shout andy out because they commented on patreon on our recent episode most recent episode and they recommended or they mentioned a podcast called Dream Boy and I checked it out and it's wonderful. I've been looking for a new podcast to get into. It's a podcast by the people that make Welcome to Night Vale, which I love. Mm-hmm. Very mysterious, very theatrical, but like funny. Right. And they mentioned Dream Boy and they say it's a very gay and very horny, but such a good listen. Oh, yeah. oh it's very... It's very gay and very horny, but such a good listen. And then they said, more Brenda. Yes, <laughs> yes we love Brenda. Love Brenda. She's the best. And so I've been listening to it, and I love it. I love, I, I forgot, I kind of forgot about Welcome to Night Vale, but Dream Boy has been incredible. So I recommend it as well. So thank you, Andy, with an I. All right. My shout out is from iTunes, because I'm just going to do what's easiest right now, all right? And they're very, they're better than, just as good as money. Just well, as good as money. And honestly, this one is real good. Okay. okay. I'm ready. So this is from Spaceman Pat. And I have a soft spot for Pats. My yeah. dad's name and my brother's names are Pat. And the Arlen Bystander. And the Arlen Bystander. So I have a very soft spot for all of you. You're, you patties. Mm-hmm. You patty daddies. So 
The subject says, one of the best. Okay. I spend a lot of time on the road for work, crisscrossing. Did I spell that right? Yes, you did. The great state of Colorado. I have been privileged to see some of the most beautiful mountain views that this country has to offer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. By my side, as I gaze upon this awe-inspiring beauty, is the Ho Yeah podcast. Even though we generally disagree on our views of Peggy Hill, these two women are an absolute delight. Driving through the mountains can be lonely sometimes, but when I'm listening to this podcast, I immediately feel like I'm just chilling on the couch with some of my best friends. Go ahead and give this podcast a listen. I will personally send you a check for $40 if you don't like it. Hey, I hate this podcast. <laughs> I know, this is the worst. Uh, Spaceman Pat. Pat. I mean, where do I even start? Honestly, I love this review so much because one, you painted a picture like you wouldn't believe. I am in Colorado looking at the mountains. And also, I really appreciate that you said that even though we generally disagree on our views of Peggy Hill, you still enjoy the podcast because yes, we are pro Peggy. But I've always said, like, you don't have to like Peggy yeah. to enjoy our podcast. You you just don't. And we get it. Like, I understand that she's a menace. She can be a complete asshole. I totally understand. She can be a piece of shit. But that doesn't mean that you can't enjoy the podcast. So thank you so much for your beautiful review. I'm so glad that we could keep you company on your drives throughout Colorado. Send us some pictures of the mountains I know. sometime. I would love to see it. I've been to Colorado. It's fucking gorgeous. Perhaps you're driving right now and you're looking out on an incredible mountain range. I, I love Colorado. If you haven't been to Colorado, mm-hmm. you gotta take a trip. It's a, uh, an official Hoya podcast recommendation. New Orleans and Colorado. It's gorgeous out there. The, uh, the, I will say the eastern half, uh, we were driving through it, and it was so friggin' flat. <laughs> and I had one of those moments where I was just like, that John Denver was full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but then once you, like, head uh, more west, it is stunning. The, I just, everything is crazy. So, Pat, maybe you're looking out on some beautiful mountains and we're glad we could be here with you. We wish we could see what you're seeing and mm-hmm. and send us forty dollars, please. And and drive <laughs> drive safe. $40. Yeah, that too. And also send us forty dollars. All right, Jackie. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So we are doing not in my backhoe. Mm-mm. Season four, episode eight. Air date, November twenty eighth. 1999. We open on a very dramatic scene. A giant truck, a giant backhoe, headed towards each other. They're playing chicken. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're ready. They're ready. They're like, you want to go? I wish you would. All of a sudden, they stop. They get so close to smashing into each other, and they stop. And who's driving them? We got Hank. Is it Jason Statham? (laughs) Is it The Rock? What is this? It's those guys from The Fast and the Furious. I... The Fast and the Furious. <laughs> I don't know who they are. <laughs> and it, no, it's Hank and Boomhauer and Bill and Dale. And what do we see? We see a giant uh, truck that's got the world's biggest septic tank on it. Mm-hmm. 
And then we got uh, Hank and Boomhauer climbing out of this big old backhoe, which is, I guess, what you would call one of those digger things. Yeah, it's like a diggy thing you use in the sandbox, but yes. it's bigger. Yes! I love those things. Love those things! They were so much fun. I get so excited when I see one. I know. To this day, I'll use it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't care how much pee it's covered in. I don't care how much bigger I am than it. No. <laughs> I'm going to dig a hole. I'm going to use it. I'm going to dig a hole. I'm going to move sand from this spot to the next spot, and so then I'm going to leave. Relax. It's very nice. It's meditative. Yeah, so I could see why they like it. Absolutely. I love that Bill has the biggest sept tank, septic tank he can get. I understand. A, a one-man household. <laughs> and he's like, this one. I mean, a one-man household whose life expectancy is like, what, another five years? And he's like, I need the biggest one you got. <laughs> oh, Poor Bill. But I understand. I'm the same way. I want my septic tank to be hefty. There's peace of mind in that, and he deserves a little peace of mind. It's at least the very, the very least. All right. One place to feel safe on the toilet. On the toilet. <laughs> Everybody's very excited about this backhoe. They're very excited about the septic tank. They're ready to go. Hank is, like, stoked. He's never been so excited. Bill and Dale are really excited, too. It's a project. It's something to do. You get to dig up earth and this big, giant machinery. Sounds like a fun time. Yeah. Turns out Bill has no fucking clue where his septic tank is, and honestly, I don't really blame him. That sounds confusing, right? I mean, if if you moved in and it was already in place, right? would you automatically no, I mean, and you're going to look for your plans, your, ho your house plans? Uh, oh, whatever. Anyway, of course Hank knows where his is, but Bill does not. So Hank is getting frustrated, as he usually does with Dale and Bill, because they are very frustrating. Can't find out where it's at, where the, where the septic tank is. They're just tearing up Bill's yard. Finally, Hank gets down and he says to Bill, like, all right, we just, we got to figure this out. Like, where is it at? All of a sudden, the backhoe comes, like, charging towards them. And it's Dale. He's taking it for a joyride. He's just being an idiot and smashes into the side of Bill's home. He he like fucks up Bill's house, the, the whole side of it. Yeah. The concrete's gone from the outside or whatever it is. And then you see wood and a hole like he has ruined Bill's home. He's destroyed it. Yeah. He's destroyed it. And Hank is clearly very annoyed he's over it so he's just like fuck this i'm i'm getting in my truck and i'm going to the megalomart to get me an l-pipe for your dumbass giant septic tank yeah i'm gonna fix your house with an l-pipe right <laughs> everything will be fixed with this l-pipe so hank uh gets in his car he's ready to take off to go to megalomart and of course dale and uh bill want to come with him and he's like no fuck you i need a break from you stay here also, fuck you, Hank. Go to your local hardware store. Mm -hmm. You know they have an L-pipe, and you know that they know what an L-pipe is. You're part of the problem. Yep. Classic. Hank gets to Megalomart, and he's just... First of all, he's already annoyed with uh, Bill and Dale. Now he's having to deal with some punk-ass kid who has no idea what an L-pipe is. They're just arguing back and forth. It's really a great exchange. And, mm -hmm. and Hank's just like... No, I need an L pipe. And he's like, this is an L pipe. And he said, well, maybe a lowercase L. <laughs> just a straight line. It's just a straight line. He's like, Pi he says, pipes don't bend, sir. He's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Hank's losing his mind. And as he's like 
berating this young idiot worker, he hears another man berating a young idiot worker. They're both yelling at these dumb kids who don't know what they're talking about. And they have a moment where they recognize, oh, somebody else is yelling at a young child. And they turn and look at each other and give like this small knowing smile. Mm. This like almost as if they wink at each other. We see Hank, he's trying to get into his truck. He's just like, God dang it. My key's not working. What's happening here? It's not working on this truck. Turns out he's trying to get into his, well, the guy that he shared a moment with in Megalomart. They have the exact same truck, same year, same color, same make and model, everything. Hank's been trying to get into it. And he really was like, oh, my bad. Sorry, dude. Let me go over to my truck. The classic mix him up. Mix them, it was a little rigmarole, you know. <laughs> they have a very brief but pleasurable interaction in the parking lot. Turns out this guy knows exactly what an L-pipe is for. Mm-hmm. It's for a septic tank. And he says, well, you know what, I'm not going to keep you. I know that you're busy, so why don't you, why don't you just go? And maybe I'll see you around sometime, buddy. <laughs> hey. hey. <laughs> wink, 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 wink. Hank comes home, and he is, like, kind of giddy. He's kind of giddy about this. He Peggy says like, oh, uh, what, why are you so happy? What are you so pleased about, you know? And he says, oh, well, I met this guy. and <laughs> I met a guy. I met a guy. And she's like, ooh, give me the details, you slut. <laughs> 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 and, you know, he, he seems to just kind of, he kind of talks him up. Oh, you know, he knew what an L-pipe was for. And he uh, seems like a cool guy. We have the same truck and everything. And Peggy says, well, are you going to, like, hang out with him again? Are you going to, like, see him again? <laughs> and he's like, no, it was just a one-time thing with a guy in a parking lot. No biggity. <laughs> <laughs> Very sexy. Mm-hmm. Later on, we see Hank driving around in his truck. He pulls into a gas station, and lo and behold, who's right behind him? Who is it? It's that sexy little minx from the parking lot. <laughs> Naughty. They found each other again, and they're ready to gas each other's holes. And what's more erotic than gas, right? I mean, you're fucking your car with gas. (laughs) (laughs) You're so right. Yeah. (laughs) So Hank and Hal both fill each other's holes up, or their their own holes up, (laughs) whatever. Uh, And Hank, it's very cute. It's very cute. Uh, invites him out to have a hey like what are you doing you want to go grab a beer and uh, they have like this they they have this fun little interaction where they do these jokes where uh the the man's name which we find out his name is Hal Mm -hmm. and he says something like oh what are you filling your car up premium oh what are you filling your car up with premium Hank's like regular and he's like just kidding (laughs) and Hank's like oh okay oh thank god oh thank god and then when they talk about when Hank invites him for the beer, he says, Hal says, imported or domestic? And Hank's like, Imp- or, and Hank's like, domestic. Oh, oh, oh shit. He almost fell for it. You, you got me, buddy. They have this fun little jokey interaction. So they go to a bar together and they sit in silence and have the best of times. The best time. They eat bar nuts peanuts whatever drink some beers hank even goes to call peggy because he's so thrilled with what a great time that they're having calls her and says like i'll be home a little bit later we're having the best time ever the best connection I, that's how you know 
that's how you know you have a connection with someone when you can just sit in silence. True. Very true. Hank and Hal have a great time together. They have a wonderful beer, no conversation. It's great. When he gets home, when Hank gets home, he sees that Bill and Dale, <laughs> I fucking love this, but Bill and Dale are trying to open up a beer can <laughs> with the backhoe. And it made me laugh so hard. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Dale's like, a little more, <laughs> little more. <laughs> But in the process, they damage the road. Hank, of course, takes over, fixes it all, whatever. Hank then suggests that uh, he says something along like, hey, what would you think if uh, somebody else joined us for a beer in the alley? And there, and I think, you know, there's some talk about like, well, I guess it's a big alley. I guess technically somebody else could join us. And all of a sudden, Hal shows up. This is an interesting part because it, it's it's perfectly reasonable to... I don't know. It's it's awkward to introduce somebody new into a group that has a dynamic that is decades old. Yep. But but it's, you know, not unreasonable, but Hank does kind of just spring this on them. He does. He does indeed. Like, he's just like, hey, what do you think about it? Well, guess what? It's happening. It's happening right now. It's happening right now. So Bill and Dale, who are naturally just jealous men anyway, are immediately very jealous because mm -hmm. this not not only is how a lot like Hank personality wise, he looks like him. They have the same sense of humor like they they are they're brothers. They're fucking related. They're related. They're related. Yeah. I will say that 100 percent. I'll buy into that theory. I will not let that one go. That's the one that I believe. I wish I wish we could have met Hal's wife. Yeah. Her name's like Smeggy. Smeggy. <laughs> exactly. Her name's Smegma. <laughs> and his daughter's name is Blue ba Ann. Babby. <laughs> I don't know what the Bobby Lynn. Bobby Lynn. <laughs> but it made this this the jealousy from Bill and Dale made me think of the episode when Hank goes to Mexico with Khan. Yes, and yes. And Bill's just like, oh, why don't you marry Khan who you love so much? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love it. They're so, they're very insecure. Oh, very insecure. But I will say, as an insecure person, I get the same way with my friends. I'm like, oh, you met who? Yeah, and what? You're going to Mexico with them? <laughs> well, I'm coming along. Excuse you? Well, don't mind if I join you. Confuse me? <laughs> <laughs> and naturally dale says something absolutely insane and drives uh hal off so dale says something nuts and kind of drives hal off and he's kind of like hey hank you want to go check out this whatever i don't know some other machinery and, and hank's like yep peace out y'all gonna go hang out with him so he heads out with hal by the time he gets back it's dark it's nighttime and bill and dale are hammered they are hammered wasted <laughs> is one of my favorite scenes i just love it it's so good they are very very clearly jealous and they're drunk because they were so jealous it's one of my favorite moments in the episode where dale says something along the lines of like you said you would be back in a minute and then a minute passed and you weren't back and then bill says and after about a million minutes i forgot why i was counting <laughs> and I just, I'm just going to read this now. And Hank says, well, what's the big deal? You two don't get upset when I come home late from work. And Dale says, one, 
we get very upset. <laughs> and two, you were out with him. I love Billy goes, didn't you think Peggy might be worried you were gone so long? And he says, I called her. And he goes, yeah, well. <laughs> and that's like it. <laughs> And he just goes inside and he's like, all right, fuck you guys. <laughs> I know. Without Hank there to regulate them, it's so easy for them to just go off the deep end in general, but then add jealousy into it. God. It's a it's a perfect storm of uh, tornado. Get uh, George Clooney in here to man this boat because it's about to sink. <laughs> <laughs> right? He was in that movie? Yeah, sure. <laughs> tornado Getta? No, the perfect storm. Oh. A perfect storm? A perfect storm. <laughs> Doesn't he go down with the boat? I bet he does. Every good captain does. So noble. So noble. Okay. Fuck mm -hmm. his family. No, just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> They'll get by. Mm -hmm. The next day, Hal picks up Hank and they go to the sporting goods store in McMainerberry. And it used to be that fancy uh, store or restaurant. Yeah, the rotating one? The rotating one that Hank... Tried to take Peggy too, and then From wouldn't let her drink. As old as the hills. That's right. Mm -hmm. So it's been uh, changed into a sporting goods store. A rotating one? Yeah, rotating one. Very cool. <laughs> Naturally, Dale and Bill follow him in the Bugabago. <laughs> they, uh, you know, manage to find, follow them, and Turns out, it looks like they have a great day together, honestly. Hal and Hank, they go to the store. They have some chats. They go to the music store. They play The Gambler. And I, I love that scene, too, where Dale and Bill start singing along. <laughs> and then they end up having, like, their own karaoke yep. in, in the van, and they forget all about following <laughs> them. So they don't, see, they don't see Hank and Hal leave the, uh, the store. So when they arrive back to Bill's place, they see that Hank and Hal have been working on the septic tank with the backhoe, and they're done. They finished it. They completed the job. And that infuriates Dale and Bill. They feel like Hal has just taken their place. He's crossed a line. Hank has disregarded them completely. Hank brought a new partner into their marital bed. Absolutely, without consulting them about it first. Yeah. So Dale and Bill say... It's either us or him. And Hank chooses Hal. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty quickly. Mainly because he's he knows. I think Hank is just like, well, then him. If you are forcing me, yeah. Yeah, fuck And Bill's you. just like, what? I don't think you understood the question. <laughs> him means Hal. Wow. And he's like, yeah, I choose Hal. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like a, I think it's a good power move from Hank, honestly, because I think he's like, you know that you're never going to leave me. Like, you're going to be my friends forever. He did the same thing in uh, uh, that episode where they go to Mexico because Bill's like, oh, why don't you like, while you go to Mexico, why don't you just like get married to Con? And Hank is just like, fine, Bill, I'll marry Con and we'll live happily ever after. Is that what you want to hear? Like, just calls him out on <laughs> yeah. it. Like, your your mind is going crazy. It's running away with itself. <laughs> I'm not going to like feed into that delusion. Right. But that gets to them, of course, uh, and they both have this discussion, Dale and Bill discuss it. They're completely off base, of course. Mm -hmm. And they're like, the reason why he likes Hal so much is because he's so good with that backhoe. And if we're really good at it, then we control him. 
if we control the backhoe, we control, control Hank. Hank. Way off base, as as per usual. They're just grasping for any bit of power, even if it's not real. For anything. So they decide to go to uh, they decide to go to an abandoned pet cemetery to practice using the backhoe. Right. Naturally, their idiocy takes over. A so pet, a pet cemetery. a pet cemetery is just fucking gnarly. Just go dig up rocks or <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Go to Bill's already destroyed backyard and practice some more. Yeah. Why don't you do that? No, they go to a pet cemetery. And again, naturally, their idiocy takes over. And they end up making a bet. Like, I bet I can grab that over there, that dandelion over there, and bring it back and then blow it, blah, blah, blah. So they do. And they fall into the giant pit that they have created. Dirt falls on top of them. Terrifying. Then they think, Oh, or Bill says, oh, we can grab that uh, tree branch over there and swing out like a monkey. <laughs> in, the, in a giant backhoe. Uh, which, as I mean, guaranteed 5,000 pounds. Doesn't work. A doy. The tree slams down on top of him, the branch. And now they're stuck. Now Under, they're stuck. Underground. In a pet cemetery. In a <laughs> Just like truly nightmarish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the next day. Hank is talking to Hal on the phone. They've had this prior interaction where, like, their meetup times where they're located doesn't really work out for them. And Hank's on the phone with him talking about having another beer again, and the times just aren't working out. How far apart do they live? Like, I, I, 45 minutes or something? I think that's it. I think maybe he lives in McManorberry. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, just, that makes sense, about 45 minutes. Right. So... It's not working for either of them time-wise. They're both pretty sticklers for their time, apparently. But it's stupid, because they're trying to, like, meet during their lunch breaks. Just meet on the weekend. Right, well, and then they try to, and, you know, Hank says, oh, yeah, Saturday sounds good. But then, apparently, Bobby has a football game that he likes to watch, and that he wants Hank to watch with him. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so it doesn't work out, and they just kind of decide, well, that's it for our friendship. We're done. We tried once. We no. tried. Yeah. We, we had one conversation about it, and it didn't work out, so now we're done. So Hank and Hal are done. They're over. Until one of them needs a kidney, and then they'll find out that they're matches. Yeah, it's a pre-Facebook world where <laughs> you uh, say goodbye to people for real. Mm-hmm. So Hank, he's bored. He wants to, like, hang out with people, so he finally decides, Peggy convinces him, like, Go out into the alley, like, go go see your friends. You know, it'll be fun. So he does. He goes out into the alley, and the only person who shows up is Boomhauer. And <laughs> Hank's kind of like, oh, what's going on? It used to be more lively out here. What's happening? Whatever. And then he starts to talk to Boomhauer, and Boomhauer is just not having it. He's not interested. He's like, what's all at the third degree? Because he asked him if he's been on any dates. He's not used to being talked directly to. That's true. So Boomhauer has a little freak out, leaves, and Hank's all by himself. Later that evening, the guy who they rented the backhoe from shows up and he's like, hey, I need my backhoe back. You guys didn't send it back to me. Where's it at? Hank tries to have a beer with him and he was just like, where's my backhoe? (laughs) (laughs) Poor Hank. Poor Hank. So he realizes like, okay, so Dale and Bill didn't drop it off. Interesting. So where are they? He goes to their houses. They're not there. He checks with Khan. He saw them like take off on that backhoe. He's like, they went out for a joyride two days ago. So Hank now goes on this like chase to find them. He, he's 
driving all over the town. He shows people their pictures. They don't recognize them. Then he shows them a picture of the backhoe. They're like, oh, yeah, I recognize that. <laughs> it went that way. He follows oops, He follows the tracks to the pet cemetery. And then eventually he finds them, Bill and Dale, stuck in this hole for the last 50 hours, losing their minds. When he gets there, they're still pretty indignant. Like, oh, we don't need your help. We don't need to talk to you, Hank. Why don't you go talk to your best friend, Hal? I know they're choosing death over <laughs> For sure, certain death. Certain death, guaranteed. They were trying to eat worms at this point. They were trying to eat dead pets. Ew! They, like, got a hold of part of a, a pet casket, and they were trying to pry it open. Ugh, it's so gnarly. So Hank and his very understanding way kind of convinces them tells them how to get out of the hole without like telling them exactly how to get out of it he's he could like if there was ever a moment to be hanky to be like you idiots i'm gonna kick your ass for destroying this backhoe he he exhibits incredible teaching skills where Mm. it's just like i'm gonna trick you into learning and i'm gonna trick you into teaching yourself like oh here you are like Here's what I would do. How would you do it? Or you show me how you. It's just very thoughtful, and it is. Yeah, yeah. He he knew what he knew exactly what to do. He gets them out of the hole. They're still being assholes. They're still just like, oh well, where's your best friend? And when Hank doesn't respond, they both just like smile at each other, and they're like, Hal's gone. <laughs> so insecure. <laughs> they're so insecure. It's it's amazing. We see them all leave into the sunset. Bill and Dale are in the, I don't know, scooper, the scooper part of the backhoe. And they just drive off and they're friends again. And that's it. And that's the episode. Yay! (laughs) Woo! Nice job. Oh, thank you. Jackie, your favorite quotes, thoughts, feelings, moments. Well, this is a great episode. It's a it's a simple episode. Mm-hmm. Um and of course, uh gotta mention our guest star. Oh yeah. Drew Carey. Yep. From the Drew Carey show and The Price is Right. And whose line is it anyway? Oh, I used to love that oh, show. Oh yeah, I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Improv over here. Shut up! <laughs> I mean, they were very talented. No, it was fucking hilarious. It was, it was so great. good. It oh, was my great. God. Ah, Colin Quinn. I love. Oh, of course. Forever. Forever. But everyone put Colin Quinn was my favorite. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Drew Carey. I, I feel like over the years, I feel like I keep thinking like I want to not like him or find something wrong with him, but he's just too likable, it seems like. I think he had a thing with like sex workers and people tried to shame him for that but I it was so. also just like shut up who yeah gives whatever a shit? yeah whatever who cares yeah i think that was like maybe part of it where it's just like i'm supposed to not like this person maybe he right but who cares who cares <laughs> yeah big deal if it's all consenting and right yeah and they're being paid fine and sex work is legitimate work so like yep. you know i'm not gonna like praise sex workers and then shame people that go see sex workers absolutely um so yeah drew carey and i love that like his character just is based on drew carey it it and what is hilarious is that it looks like drew carey Mm -hmm. but it looks like hank it is like a perfect mix of 
Drew Carey and Hank. They that did, is so true. They did a really good job. That's why you're like, that guy looks like Hank's brother. That, I, I, I'm interested in knowing more about his mother and mm-hmm. where Cotton was uh, around the time that she became pregnant with Hal. Guaranteed he was running around. That man was running around all over the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. Come on. Right. Hal is Hank's brother. Mm-hmm. 100%. So. Calling it. Calling it. So, Drew Carey, great job. Uh, it's just one of those episodes where it's a guest star and he's not playing judge number three. <laughs> it's like, you're you're the guest star. Right, he has a name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's see, we mentioned... I love the exchange. We, we you mentioned this, but I love the exchange between Hank and Peggy when Hank first mentions that he made a friend, mm. and he's just like she. She's like, "What are you smiling about?" And he's like, "Oh well, I met a guy." <laughs> <laughs> I know. I love. I met a guy. <laughs> yeah, and he's just like, "Yeah, same. Uh, I, I met him at Megalomart. We have the same truck, same year, same color. Smart guy too. He knew what an L pipe was for." It was nice. Oh. And Peggy's like, oh, well, are you going to see him again? <laughs> and he's like, I don't know. You know, it's just a one time thing with a guy in a parking lot. <laughs> I love that whole exchange. <laughs> I love your take on it. Yeah. That was, that's exactly how I feel it. Yeah. <laughs> um. I love when Hank brings Hal over for the first time. He kind of blindsides the guys and uh, Hal's hanging out and they're talking about digging up Bill's backyard and trying to find whatever, the septic tank or some pipes. And Hal is just like, well, you know, you could just use a metal detector to trace the pipes back to your tank, which is such a smart idea. Yes, it is. And then Dale's just like, ha! (laughs) Metal detector? The detector would go off constantly due to the high levels of extraterrestrial alloy in our soil, which acts as a homing beacon to the Martian capital of City. I tried to use that as a trivia question. I wanted to be like, what was the capital? And, and, and I couldn't figure out how to write it down. I wonder if I still have it, but yeah, I was just like, glick, glup, click, click. Like, <laughs> City. <laughs> so that's like Hal's first impression. I mean, Dale does a perfect Dale first impression of just yep. like, he could just be weird and chain smoking, but he gives a primo first Dale impression where <laughs> he talks about aliens and truly being watched. So that's great. Uh, I think this is an ex- this is an exchange between Bill and Dale. I think it's when they're in the pet cemetery. They're trapped in the hall. They know they're going to die. Um, and they're just lamenting about everything that happened and everything with Hank. And Dale's like, we invested all that time and effort. Uh, we invested all that time and effort, maybe, in Hank. <laughs> and he has forsaken us. And Bill says... Well, everything forsakes me. Sometimes I think I should just stop putting myself out there. Okay. (laughs) And then. Such a douche. And then Dale says, we don't need Hank. We are two beta males at the top of our game. (laughs) And Bill says, 
and you didn't mention that we're lovable and that I've got a lot of love to give and Dale's like I know (laughs) (laughs) I know I love that exchange I laughed so hard because I thought the the beta we're two (laughs) Two beta beta males and I was like good for you for knowing your place (laughs) for for how delusional they both are it's surprising how aware they are too (laughs) beta males (laughs) Um, there's just, uh, I think everything else has been mentioned that I wrote down, but there was just like one small thing where, um, it's just a scene where Hank has nobody else to hang out with. So he just resigns himself to hanging out with (laughs) Bobby (laughs) and Bobby wants to shine his shoes and he's playing the part of a shoe shiner. Oh my God. I'm sorry. This just fucking killed me, please. Well, you say it. No. Well, well, I just, I wrote down this part where Bobby is, uh, he, he was trying to shine Hank's shoes before. And then Peggy was like, now nah, get out of here. It's, it's but Peggy and meatballs tonight. Bobby will be fine. Go hang out. And then like, now he's at a point where he has nobody to hang out with. So he's like, all right, I guess Bobby can shine my shoes. <laughs> and Bobby's like shining his shoes. And he's just talking to Hank. And he's like, how's the market been treating you, sir? I took a pretty heavy hit today. I got worries. <laughs> I just, I love Bobby. I, I, I love these Bobby moments. He's, he plays the part so perfect. When he plays the part, perfect. Pamela Adlin does a perfect, I mean, I never, it's a testament to how well she does because I never think of her right. when I'm hearing Bobby. It's just, I can't even picture her doing the voice because, and saying these lines so perfectly because I can only imagine that that's Bobby. It's so perfect. I know. And that, that truly, again, you know, with the rewatches, having to actually watch everything and pay attention. I don't know if I ever really paid uh-huh. attention to that line, but it fucking killed me I when I heard it. I didn't. Yeah. I, I certainly did I was like, <laughs> he goes, I got worries. <laughs> as, <laughs> as Hank is just like walking away from him, he's still trying to play the part. I got worries. Yeah, how's the market? <laughs> how's yeah. the market treating you, sir? And Hank's just like, oh. <laughs> Bobby did his research and it's dark. <laughs> I know, he was so good. I got worries. The shoe shiner has, <laughs> has taken a heavy hit from the market. He's trying, he's trying to move out of his shoe shine position. And it's it's hard. It's hard. It's a hard life. And he's got worries. <laughs> that part made me laugh so hard. All these writers. Mm. God, but it it really is. I mean, we've watched these episodes so many times, and it's so easy to miss those yes. things, but they're the, I mean, it's just a shame to think that the writers put so much gold in, so of course you're going to miss some stuff, but yeah. damn, that's good. It's so good. So good. But that is pretty much everything I have. Good ones. Excellent ones. So you just mentioned how we've watched all these episodes so many times, you know, all of us, we've seen it so many times, it just becomes like background noise almost if you watch it too much. This was one that I was particular. I wasn't particularly stoked to do because I was just kind of like, like this episode's pretty funny but whatever but i really really love this episode watching it from like a more observant role i guess is the only thing i can think of right now but just like male friendships and jealousy and how it works with them and watching hal and hank's friendship kind of what what that looks like it was really fun to see that and exciting to see that and i really love seeing bill and dale be super jealous i think 
fucking hilarious. I loved seeing Hank make a new friend and and putting himself out there and inviting him to have a beer because, you know, it's hard to do that no matter who you are. It's it is really hard to be vulnerable and make new friends and be like, hey, do you want to hang out? Because what happens if it's terrible? You know, friend like hanging out with a new friend almost seems harder than going on a date with someone that you've never met to me. So I, I love seeing that in this episode and how they just hang out and don't speak to each other, but have a great time. And That's they really, huge. they really truly enjoy each other's company. So I really love seeing that. Um, but besides that, some of my favorite things from this, <laughs> there's so, I, I wrote a lot down. I didn't think that I would have so much, but man, this, this episode's fucking hilarious. <laughs> In the very beginning, when they show up and they have that giant tank, uh, that giant septic tank, and Dale says, the guy tried to put us in a little home unit. I said, you don't know Bill. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know Bill. I mean, I I feel you, Bill. I do. (laughs) And this is such a great little Luann and Peggy moment. Yes. And... Luann says, so then my professor says to me that I have the greatest potential of any junior college student that he's ever seen. And then he asked me to dinner to talk about it some more. And drinks! <laughs> and Peggy goes, dinner and drinks? Oh, Luann, I'm so, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> I know. I meant to write that down and I forgot, but I love that part. You think Peggy's going to be like, dinner, drinks, Luann, you're being manipulated. But she's just like, you a professor i know god when dale and bill are waiting for hank to come back and they're just staring down the alleyway and bill just goes hank's gonna come back now (laughs) (laughs) and he does it (laughs) i love that one two three now one two three now he's coming back and the light's gonna turn green now But if if you like sit like if you do it right and it does turn green, how cool! You feel so powerful, so powerful. I love Bill and Dale drunk. That mm-hmm. was hilarious. I love when Bill and Dale are singing in the van together. Like they've already stopped paying attention to Hank, and they're singing a song, and Bill just goes, "Sing it, brother!" <laughs> <laughs> I just I love it. <laughs> um. There are a lot of good Bill sounds in this episode. There's so many. A lot of good Bill sounds from Stephen Root. So many good Bill sounds. Really, <laughs> truly. So many good ones. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, most of these you've already said because that Bobby line. I like when Hank tells Peggy that him and Hal went to the fireplace hardware store and Peggy says, fireplace hardware? Boomhauer must have been in hog heaven. heaven. Yes. It's like, really? What? What's that about, Boomy? Fireplace hardware. Mm, really I bet gets them going, huh? Has something about, like, something to do with, like, romantic. I don't know. Yes, laying on a rug naked. I bet he has some kind of fireplace set up. You know he does. You know he does. <laughs> That's pretty much what I've got. But I do want to ask you, Jackie, how long do you think that you would last with another person in a hole? And, and it could be either your partner or a friend. Either, how long do you think you would last? Oh man, that's a hard, that's a hard question. It is a hard one. a lot of things come into play. So many things. Food, potty. Potty. Who's going to freak out? 
it really depends on the person. Mm-hmm. There are certain friends I have where I would feel more comfortable breaking out and eating them. <laughs> right, I'd right, be right. like, all right, the time has come. Fuck this, I'm eating you. It's been it's been 40 hours. Yeah. <laughs> I'm starving. <laughs> There's there are so many things I've wanted to say to you. <laughs> and now I'm gonna eat you. And then there are other people where I'm just like, it, it maybe somebody else that I might feel safer. Like, please help me. Like, right, 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 right. I don't know. Right. Uh, I don't know. I, I think part of me feels like I, I would feel best around Will because he is really good at figuring things out. Mm-hmm. But then part of me thinks I'd love to be with you. I'd feel much more comfortable peeing and pooping myself. I was going to say to eat me. No. Oh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Because all I'll see are your eyes piercing my soul. <laughs> you would definitely die with your eyes open. For I sure. know I that. I would die in the most unappealing way. Pause. Mouth open, eyes wide. Staring. I would have to actually physically turn your eyeballs <laughs> away. And I would feel so upset about it. Like, oh, God, these beautiful blue eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Right, 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 right. I'd have to put like my underwear over your face so I wouldn't see it. <laughs> she deserved better. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'll take care of Harriet. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? I don't know because I was thinking about that and I think you're right. It would depend on the person. I think there's probably some people where I would feel there's like one, two people that I would be like, take care of me, Marina and my dad. Yes. <laughs> and then everyone else, I think that I would be like, I uh, I have to hold it together, even though inside I would be furious. Yeah. Oh, man. I think I would try and figure out a way out. I think I, that would be my main thing is trying to figure out a way out. Well, I want you to know that I would figure it out for us. <sighs> I bet you would. You're so good at puzzles. Yeah. I'll be the brawn. You be the brain. Great. If we ever get stuck in a hole together. Perfect. And we can't eat each other until like 72 hours afterwards. Yeah, and we'll agree on what parts we can eat. My body's free. Anything. It's oh, all I, yours. Um, like I said, like I've said many times before, <laughs> I would start with your hands and feet. I would work my way to your core. <laughs> your face would, of course, be last. <laughs> whatever, you're, whatever you choose is fine with me. <laughs> if it was somebody I hated, I'd start with their face. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to see that. All right, good to know. Good to know. I'm glad we worked that out. Yeah, let us uh, write in. Let us know. Who would you eat? Who who would you want to be stuck in a hole with and why? Yeah, and why? And is it because you'd want to eat them or is it because they would figure it out? Do you think you could make it out? I don't know. I don't know. I think we could make it out. Have you been stuck in a hole? Have you had to eat your friend? Have you used a backhoe? <laughs> write, us, write us and let us know. For any of those reasons. <laughs> and let us figure out. Which one you've done. <laughs> yeah. If you've eaten human, please let us know. Please, tell us what it tastes like. I don't know. I heard it tastes like bacon. Hey, delicious. And now we gotta get into listener comments. Okay! I'm excited about that. Oh, we have a listener comment song. So, sorry to whoever's song was a year ago. We're not gonna be listening to that. Better look next year. We've got a song! Yay! Yeah. <laughs> And it's from Tommy D. Is that the one on voice, our voicemail? No. Oh, well, we have one on our voicemail, too. 
See you next week, voicemail. Yeah, we'll see you next week. All right, Tommy D, we got listener comments, and they say, that's a great podcast, Mr. Meredith. (laughs) (laughs) And are you ready? And a one and a two. Listener comments, listener comments, listener comments, plays the piano right no tommy uh, <laughs> damn i'm impre- i respect the shit out of someone that can play a piano hell yeah i don't know why honestly i don't know why but men who can play the piano it tunes my keys <laughs> it pounds my keys <laughs> it pushes my pedals <laughs> it sure does I, I respect it my dad's a piano teacher oh, and well, i tried learning piano and it's impossible for it, me. It's it, hard. It's so hard. Well done, well Tommy. Well done, D. sir. Excellent. Here we go. <laughs> uh, all, right, all right. So I'm going to just jump right in. Oh, well then. All right. But, uh, one by You've Been Cated uh, says the sexual tension between Hank and other Hank is chef's kiss. Perfect. Perfect. Ooh. The real Slim Sadie 420 plays it. Says, with the way Dale and Bill act without Hank makes you think, what if he would have died in that explosion? If Hank had died in that Megalomart explosion, what would have happened to Bill and Dale? They would have died. They would, their trauma would have been unrelenting. Oh, look, I mean, look what happened when they didn't have him for a day. They died. They would have died. They would have died. Yes. And he, like, had to use, he didn't call the police or report people missing. He just tracked them down with keen of wit he did he's brilliant brilliant um steven sulik s-u-l-i-k says i guess this is how grown men make friends (laughs) (laughs) i hope it's easier than that i mean it seemed like it seemed like a great friendship but i hope that you guys talk more yeah i mean it's it is hard it happened at random so it is it feels like a tiny miracle when it does. Right. Nomiomio says, I would also try and open a beer with that with the hoe. Dale and Bill were right to try. I also oh. I know it probably wouldn't work, but I would I would do a lot of I would experiment with the hoe. Absolutely. I thought that was fucking hilarious. I loved it. I would have done the same thing. Okay. Another one by Nomiomio. Of course Hank knows the exact coordinates of his septic tank for his tiny stress poops. <laughs> his spaghetti string. it's just like a play-doh machine (laughs) truly okay (laughs) fruit pie fan says from bill and they included sweating defeated and yard in shambles (laughs) maybe the tank is in the front i don't know (laughs) 
Good for the Michigander says, I love when they toss their empties into their truck beds at the end. <laughs> Man, that is some privilege. Just like, ah, I'll toss it in the back. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to pull me over. Right. <laughs> IE Black 42 says, I'm going to miss that crazy bastard. I know. It was such a moment where they drive off and he turns on the radio and the gambler's playing yeah. and he looks at his truck in the rearview mirror. That's so lame. Come on, Hank. Be friends still. Make it worse. I don't know why he has to definitively end this friendship. He's like, well, it's just not working out. We're trying to find times to meet and you're just, we're just too far from each other. It's just not like, maybe now's not a good time, but who knows? Like the next time you're in McManderberry, the next time Hal's in Arlen, why, like, why close that door? Seriously, for real. And you know what? On that note, two perfect uh, listener comments to go with it. Catherine Moore says, they can't hang out for two weekends and they aren't friends anymore. R.I.P. Hal. Right, right. And then Higster underscore says, I really wish Hal could have been a reoccurring character. I just love their dynamic and Hank is happy. Yeah. And, and CC underscore Funkstar says, Hank's brother. <laughs> yes, you are right. It is Hank's brother. <laughs> uh, Love Appleman says, What would Dale and Bill have wished for on that dandelion? <laughs> <laughs> you beautiful, smart genius. What a wonderful question. If they had gotten, if they had gotten to, what would they have wished for? Oh, These so- are the kind of questions <laughs> that I so want to know. <laughs> Magical Peachman asks, uh, wait, no, Magical Peach Internet says, jealous friends are the best friends? <laughs> yes. As someone who's a jealous friend, yes. Yes. And also, be jealous of me. It gives me so much pleasure. <laughs> I am wildly insecure in our friendship. <laughs> if that makes you feel any better. Delarious says, why does Boomhauer love fireplace hardware? Why? Right? It's got to be a sex thing. I'm, I'm, I I have to assume it's a sex thing. It's got to be. Are, are there fireplace enthusiasts? Like, is there a whole scene of fireplace people? If there mm. are, I'd love to know. I'd love to know. I would love to know. All right. So we got a, we got a couple of people. Clean up your act. Gracie underscore no. 84 sheepdog. Delarious. Derek Kelly 28, Thunder Muffin, and the Alpha Red all say, just a one-time thing with a guy in a parking Parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) You're also horny. (laughs) Well, speaking of horny, Mm. my last comment comes from underscore Coco underscore Bug underscore, and they say, I wanted Hank to make out with his new bro. Mm, his actual bro? <laughs> <laughs> and I've got also a very horny one. Oh. Is it about Bill <laughs> needing a, a is it about Bill needing a commercial septic tank? <laughs> That's not the one. <laughs> By Delirious? <laughs> no, it's not, even though that is very hot. <laughs> oh man, the freedom to poop. No, uh Nomio Mio says the sexual chemistry between those two talking about trucks and erotic ballet. Uh, <laughs> oh, I love you freaks. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait. No, he also says, of course, Bill needs a septic, a septic tank that big for his gross, sad dumps. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, 
And sometimes people dump hard, okay? Dumping can be pleasurable, and it's the only pleasure he has. And sometimes you just need a moment, okay? Okay? It's meditative. <laughs> it's meditative. <laughs> the longer the dump, the happier the person. I'll tell you, I, the first day I started at my new job this week, the manager comes up and says, Sometimes I just sit in the bathroom on the toilet and I just sit there to get away from everyone. <laughs> and I was like, we're going to be friends. <laughs> I can't wait to be friends with her. Too. Yeah, I was like, uh, same. And I do that in my home. <laughs> All right, everybody. Excellent listener comments. Well done, Pat. Thank you. Wonderful song. <laughs> Thank you, Pat. And wait, wasn't it Tommy D? <laughs> Pat was from the beginning. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Pat and Tom. I'm sorry. This is getting out of hand. This is getting out of hand. We need to do trivia right now. Okay. 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 Go. Okay. 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 <clears throat> Are you going? Am I going? Mm, it's time for trivia. You know it's trivia time. Trivia. Time to it's suck my, my trivia dick. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Approximately. Uh-huh. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> hold, on. hold on. Let's do this right. Jackie, yeah. approximately how many beer cans are on the ground around Bill and Dale when Hank comes back and finds them wasted? Approximately. Approximately two refrigerators worth. I need an actual number. 87. I can tell you were looking at my screen. Was I right? No. <laughs> no, but I wasn't. I was looking at, like, this is me looking at the mic and this is me looking at your screen. I still can't. See anymore? I can't see it. The answer is twenty-seven. Oh well, I was nowhere close. You said you said eighty-seven. So oh, okay. She looked. <laughs> I bumped it up just to throw you off. <laughs> You're tricky. You're tricky. I know you. So I should get half points. You should get. You get a, <laughs> you get a half point. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. Come on, that can't be my only trivia. I asked. Put a couple down. Oh, no, I did a lot for the next episode. Okay. All right, well, I'm just going to do this one because I put it down, and I know you're going to get it, but whatever. Anyway. Jackie, what does Hal suggest they use to find Bill's septic tank? A metal detector. That's correct. You get a full point for that one. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's all I got. (laughs) All right, well, I have two questions. The first one is pretty much not going to (laughs) count. Oh. what time does Hal pick up Hank? 10.15. Right. <laughs> and um, let's see. My second question was take it, The Gambler by Kenny Rogers. <laughs> right, right, right. Says it. Um, and then... Amy. Yes. What is the first name of the owner of the backhoe? Oh, fuck me. Billy Bob? No. <laughs> What is it? Jimsy. Jimsy? <laughs> yes. It says it on the back in front of his shirt. Jimsy's. Jimsy's equipment. All right. Well, Jimsy's, you got me. And I think that, Jackie, you won trivia. Okay. <laughs> well, don't be too excited about it, I guess. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> All right, everybody. That's it, right? Yeah. That's it. That's the episode, huh? Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. And Amy, welcome here. Thank you.
I'm glad to be here. Thank you. I'm glad you're kiss. No. <laughs> <laughs> just keep, we just keep getting closer and closer. <laughs> All right, everybody. We will see you next week. Mm-hmm. We've got some we've got some things going on. Now that we can be in person, we have mm-hmm. some exciting, fun new ideas that mm-hmm. we've come up with. Some dances. Choreographing dances. Choreographing who now? Um some other things, maybe like a Twitch thing. Okay. We're gonna have to figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be a little difficult, but we we can do it. Uh so please join us. Follow us on everything because that's where we make these announcements before you will hear them on the podcast. So ho yeah pod. On Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, those are the main ones. Email us, hello at hoyapod.com. Don't send us snail mail anymore. I still haven't forwarded our mail. <laughs> so you can prepare your mail. Don't send it yet. Yes. But I would love to get mail still. So so keep sending it, but just wait a, wait a second. Yeah, just wait a hot minute and I'll get, well, we'll get it figured out. So send us mail eventually. Give us a phone call, which is, take it away, Jackie. It's 386-530-3876. Ding! <laughs> Our first time getting that. Yes, <laughs> and it still wasn't in sync. <laughs> and Amy, let me ask you a little question before we go. Mm. Do you know the name of the next episode? Oh my God, do I? Mm-hmm. To Kill a Ladybird. And I don't want to spoil anything, but tequila, ladybird, y'all better get ready. Oh. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Nobody's happy about it. Nobody's happy about it. Except for the weirdos who like tequila. So many people like it. They all love tequila, ladybird. Oh, yeah, sorry. I'm spoiling it. <laughs> sorry about that. Those weirdos. Those fucking weirdo freaks. <laughs> so uh, get ready for that. Write us, call us and all the things. Send me uh, name suggestions for my cat. Yes. Pat, ta- uh, send us pictures of the mountains. Tommy D, thank you for the song. Kathy and Jimmy, thank you for just be- existing. Yes. And until next time. Until next time. Via! <laughs> I wasn't going to close my eyes or my mouth. I was going to keep them open. It was the first time. Face to face. I feel like a release happened with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>